It is showtime, baby. Here we go. Live in the entertainment capital of the world. And you can see he's rising to the occasion. It's the T.C. Martin Show. Oh, awesome, baby, with a down with the line. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor, T.C. Martin. This is your captain, baby. Hey, come with me. The doctor is now in. Hour number two here on this Thursday. Glad to have you with us. Don't forget tomorrow, right back at the Westgate, our Friday home. It was great being out there Monday for New Year's Day and... The bowl games and everything else that was happening and kicking off the new year, 2023 in style. And again, we'll be out there Friday. And don't forget, next week. Oh, wait a minute. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait till we get our next guest on the line before I talk about what is happening next week. Do I need anything? Do yeah, you need you need something. Okay. You you need because I think you know where, where I'm going with this. Alright. Alright. Scott Spreitzer is going to join us a little bit later on in this hour. We start handicapping Week 18 and the College Football National Championship game, Georgia TCU, on Monday night. I just got a text from uh, one of my uh, one of my cohorts in Dallas slash Fort Worth. They went to three different stores trying to get me my TCU gear for Monday night because I'm on the fence whether I should go to SoFi Stadium and go to the national championship game. I need my TCU gear. I need my namesake gear. I need my purple and white. And you know what she said? She said, no Nike hoodies. At the three places. She's been, no Nike hoodies. That's that's a travesty. But I appreciate the effort. Going to three stores out there. I said just go to the bookstore. I mean, go to the bookstore. You got to have it right there. And TCU is a Nike school, which is great for me as well, too. So, see, I want to get it today, get it shipped. So I had it for Monday because I'm all about the Horn Froggy. Monday, going to be on the Horn Froggy. So I need I need my my purple and white there. there you go. What, what are you doing? Are you trying to order me on Amazon? That's what you're trying That's to do? That's what I was just doing. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I, I like it from the university or at least in the vicinity. You know, got it, got it. Gotta have it. Their warehouse is probably in I Dallas. I understand. I understand. You know, I, I mean, understand. How weird is that though? That no, no Nike hoodies. That means they're out or what? I mean, that Dallas Fort Worth—that's a big area. I don't know about a that. lot of bandwagon fans. All right, all right. So we'll talk a little bit about that uh, here at the bottom of the hour. But right now, we talk a little basketball, and um, like I said, um, we've got a. Uh, Big event uh, coming at the Westgate next week. And I'm thinking that our next guest may endorse this. That's right, seven-footer. We're not talking about, you know, uh, any sci-fi. We're not talking any country music. Next Saturday night at the Westgate, the International Theater, it's George Clinton. It's Parliament. It's Funkadelic. Big Bill Cartwright, can I count on you? To embrace this. Finally. Finally got something going there that, uh, that is very attractive. There you go. Come on, man. Now, that right there is, 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 is awesome, as, as you know. That, and that fits you. Yes, it's me. No question. Yes. Now, we are a little bit confused with you, knowing where you're from. <laughs> you want a TCU hoodie? Yes! Yes! Where in the world? Where in the world? Now, I've known you for a while now. Where in the world <laughs> does that come from? Are you kidding me? It's my namesake. I mean, you know, just like you, I'm sure that you want a Bethune-Cookman jersey because it's your initials. BCU! TCU, wow. let's go, brother. How how quick was I on that? I was that was monster quick. See how quick I was on that? I mean, can, I bet you couldn't even give me a BC college reference. Oh yeah, Boston College. There's another one, right? There you go. And that, that'll fit in yeah. with your 
your Catholic boy right there, you know, USF, BC. Would you rather have a Bethune-Cookman or a Boston College? Come on, that'd be good. Okay, now, if it came down to that, I think I'm going to, I don't know, um, put the initials, my initials, on my own hat. And um, Okay, Tiger Woods. (laughs) Normally, I don't wear a hoodie. So it's like, dude, come on. Maybe you can get somebody to get, at least we know what to get you for your birthday. So you don't have to go to this level where you gotta go to TCU to get a hoodie. Hey, it's just like the Minnesota Twins hat. I gotta have a Minnesota Twins hat. Why? What's a Minnesota? What's on a Minnesota Twins hat? Minnesota Twins hat. Yeah, come on, you're a baseball guy. Come on, you don't know this? The For you? No, yeah, I don't. Twin Cities. The TC is on the Twins hat. I need a Twins hat. Now, this is what we're going to do to you. You, you. you got enough friends. We're going to get you a TC hat. Yeah. We're going we're, 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 we're gonna to get a bunch of them. Had them made up so you don't have to go to this level. You have to pull for these teams that is in, 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 in colors. Uh, I mean, this is this this is not good. This is not good. What do you got? What do you got against TCU? They're the underdog. They're a school of only ten thousand going against Georgia. It's you know over thirty five thousand enrollment. I mean, come on! You got the big brother, the little guy, the little guy here. You're not rooting for TCU? Are you going to root for Georgia? What are you doing? Come on. Root no, for What's wrong? You're, you're not it's a good you program. No TCU you has a good no program. With them at all. No connection. We this, know where you're from. This is true. We know where you live now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you wouldn't even pull for the Dons against Vegas, but you're going to pull for TCU. Now, I, I you know, this is very confusing. Uh. Now, somebody can explain this. <laughs> how you, as a Sacramento guy, who lives in Vegas. So am I only supposed to root for the, the Hornets and the Kings? Is that what I'm supposed to do? Is that what you're saying here? Or or, or Vegas. At least you were justified. Well, yeah. To, to pull for a team in Vegas. Yeah. You can't, you can't pull for TCU. That's 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 preposterous. I've never... I, now listen, there's no justification You know I'm a Notre Dame fan, okay? So you, you've never yelled at me for being a Notre Dame fan wearing Notre Dame gear. Well, so now well, you're going to yell at me for, if I want to wear a TCU gear. And you know what I do? I'm a collector, okay? Some guys collect baseball cards, which I used to when I was you know 12 years old, except I'd put them in my uh, Schwinn box bicycle spokes and they go like that and then ruin them but that's okay i still got you know my 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 kenny shoe box you remember kenny shoes right back in the day the little gold box yeah that's right keep all my baseball basketball football cards i even got i even got your basketball card so anyway bottom line is there are card collectors there's uh coin collectors you know i collect shirts okay and and it's not just you know that you know, it's when I go to a campus, as you know, because I told you when I came to visit you last year, hey, let's go by USF. Let's walk across the street. Take me to the bookstore. Remember I said that so I can get a USF. And you were all for that. You were all for that. Yeah, let's get some Don's gear. You've even brought me Don's gear. You've brought it to me, right? Even my staff, you've done that. And that's perfectly fine. But your bookstore wasn't even open when I came there that day. So I didn't get any USF gear. I had to wait for you to bring it to me the next shot. But there's nothing wrong with that. So if I go down to TCU or AM or Notre Dame or, or wherever my travels take me, I get a shirt. What's wrong with that? Now we're silent. Look at that. What? Look at that. What is wrong with that? Yeah, I got nothing. I can't tell you the, the, the depth of what's wrong with that. You have no connection to that. Now at least at least a Catholic connection. Okay. I I understand that. I understand that a little bit. Then we and, can get you a Boston and, College shirt. There you go. BC. And, no, 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 of course not. <laughs> of course. And as a friend of mine would say, that's your business. If you want to be that, that's your business. But you, the ultimate sports guy, the ultimate sports guy, you're pulling for, you're pulling for a, a team because of your initials. Now, pretty cool. Huh? This is this is preposterous. <laughs> it's just preposterous. It's beyond preposterous. What do you got against purple and white? 
What do you got against horned frogs? You don't like horny frogs? What's the deal? Yeah. Horn frog. Yeah. That's that's what you want to associate with. And also, I didn't even talk about wearing a hoodie. Dude, yeah. you're too old you're too old for a hoodie. I know old you are. No hoodies. What is going on? on this planet? You don't wear a hoodies. You don't have hoodies in your closet. Is that what you're telling me? Jeez. And, no, I don't wear I don't wear hoodies. And, and I don't put the hood I don't not, put the hood I'm over not, my I'm head not, unless it's raining. I'm, not, not it's, I'm styling and profiling. What are you talking about? Okay, player. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So wait. Exactly. As, uh, as hey, Numchuk just put the hoodie over his head. He looks like Eminem right now. Damn right I did. Yeah. <laughs> so are you exactly. telling are you telling me that I had USF Don's jersey before you did? No, no, he, he, well, I don't do the jersey. Okay. You did the Cartwright jersey. You did the authentic jersey. Yes, remember that? Did. You did that. I did that. I, I, I do, I do remember that. I do, I do the sweatshirt or the, the polo or the t shirt. Okay. I'm not into wearing, and, and Bill will back me on this. We're not into wear, wearing somebody else's jersey, somebody else's name and number on our back. We're not into that. All right. We're into supporting the school. Got that? Well, I don't know. I don't know. If, if it has your your name on there, you may wear it. That's you good. might wear a Martin yeah. Don jersey. <laughs> I guarantee you. Uh, yeah. If it was if it was a Martin <laughs> twelve, hey, hey, which is, which is very scary. Tell now here you're you're old enough to remember this because I believe you played against this guy when I was a kid. I I wanted a Ray Dice Martin jersey. From Notre Dame, because his number was twenty one, just like me. So yeah, I wanted a Martin jersey, but Notre Dame didn't put their name. You would the get a Martin twenty one. Oh yeah, Don's jersey in a heartbeat. You think? No, I wouldn't. Yes, I, you I would. I don't do that. Yes, you would. I don't do that. Yeah, I don't do it. I don't put my name on the back of a jersey. If that was the case, case I have a Cubs jersey. I have a Cubs jersey. All right, what does my Cubs jersey have on the back? Nothing. It just has the pinstripes. There's no name and there's no number. No, there you go. Right. Well, I'm just very concerned right now. All right. That's all. As you should. Be. Well, it is, it is the holidays. People get a little. They get. They get I don't know why. Busy. Again, look what you did. You, you you hijacked the show last week and ripping me yeah. about country western music and sci-fi. You just killed the whole segment, and now you come on and you kill the first 15 minutes here, uh, ripping me about a, a TCU jersey. That's all I'm talking. That's a pretty good jersey with Martin That's a on the back. Very That's good like, jersey, what, isn't what do you it? Do? Just make your own. What do you do? No. Well, Henry Martin, Mexico. You're amazing. Numchuck's amazing. For one thing, I, I wasn't ripping country yeah. music, country, anything country, because I, I happen to like Westerns. Yes. And you don't. Yes. I happen to love sci-fi, and you don't. Yes. I'm just saying that that's the wave of the future. Maybe you confuse that as well. So maybe you have a bit of the flu or something's going on. All right. Something's going on that's just not right. Who are you rooting for Monday night? Do you even know who's playing? You know, Georgia and TCU. Did you watch those two great college football games last Saturday? Are we supposed to care about that? Okay, that's it. We'll talk We'll talk basketball. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here is your news tonight. You know what's happening tonight? It happens once a year. The Gonzaga Bulldogs, arguably the best team in the country, they are coming to War Memorial Gymnasium tonight. That's right. On the campus of USF. There it is, up on the hill. The seven-footer, I guarantee, already has his green and gold on. He's been wine and dining. There it is. Packed house tonight, I I imagine, War Memorial. And the Don's nine-and-a-half-point underdogs. I know you don't want to hear that. Nine-and-a-half-point underdogs against the Gonzaga Bulldogs, who've scored over 100 in three of their last four games. Are you excited about tonight's game and what's going to happen? I'm very excited. For one thing, War Memorial Gem is now the Sobrano Center. What? Wait, what? Let's go to our on-the-spot reporter, the uh, alumnus, the face of USF basketball, Big Bill Cartwright, and he's telling us that they have renamed War Memorial Gym since I was there. I was just there about six, seven months ago. What happened? Somebody forked out some money? You sold out? You didn't notice, but it was named Spinal Center when you were there. (laughs) Okay, there it is. I saw a War Memorial up there. There it is. Is that is that for so, Tony yeah. Soprano, the the old Cowboys coach, or Tony Soprano uh, from uh, the Sopranos? Well, 
let's go back to that. Right. This game tonight is going to be, I think it's going to be really interesting because uh, obviously Gonzaga is a really good team. They've been a great team for a decade. And for us, it's just going to be another opportunity to take another step forward. And as and you've seen us this year, we're and we talked about this. We talked about the Vegas game. We talked about the Arizona State game, where I was trying to convince you that we're really dangerous because you were like a box of chocolates. You have no idea what you're going to get. So we could make every shot. We could miss every shot if we make shots. If we can keep this team in the half court, uh, they've been held in their 60s. In the 60s, I know they've scored the last three games. I, I watched the last game against Pepperdine where they, Pepperdine actually scored 80 plus points. They scored over 100. So, uh, we've just got to keep them in transition, which they're terrific. They've got a dominant player that they played through with Timmy. Uh, their guards are really good. We're just going to have to be smart, not turn the ball over, keep them out of transition, and we've got a shot. I'm going to tell you the same thing that I told you when we played Vegas. Uh, we're, we're, we're a very dangerous team. Uh, and also, like most teams, when you can put them back in their heels uh, and get a lead, they're a different basketball team. So we're going to have to Come out of the shoot. We're going to have to try to punch them in the mouth early, get on them, and attack them, and put them back in their heels. I, I, I think we've got a chance. Um, you guys got a punch of chance. I, I, I will say you, you you came from behind. You beat UNLV here. I never had the lead at any point in time until the final shot was six seconds ago. You got a victory here, and then you blew out Arizona State. So I'll give you credit You know, with that. You blew out Arizona State. So... Yeah, you guys are you guys are schizo. I mean, that's it. We don't know which Don's team is going to show up. Uh, do you know what the Don's are wearing tonight? Are the Don's going to come out in in special gear? They wearing the home golds, the home whites. What, what are we wearing here tonight? Get I, have, I have no clue about what they're doing. I did I did have an opportunity to watch practice yesterday, yeah. and I have an opportunity to to watch this morning. So they're they're really focused. And it's just real hopeful that they can guard and get us half court because I think we're going to have to. Yeah. I saw that, um, you know, we changed our lineup much uh, ago with Meeks. Well, you know Meeks because he has to start with like his Vegas. But, uh, um, Will you move? Okay, I mean, you you sound like you're at the at the bottom of the War Memorial Gym there, or something like. You need to move. I, you, I don't know where where you're at right now. Yeah, you weren't coming through. You were like it was a like gargling machine or something there. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's, that's, that's a little better. You got a you got a you got a bad mic. Yeah, it's, <laughs> always, it's always on us. It's always somebody else. There it is. But 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 I'm just saying that we've got an opportunity. We got a chance. Um, so it's going to be a fun game. It's going to be a full house, as you would suspect. Uh, a lot of old Gonzaga's like BYU. They bring they bring a ton of fans, and they're all old. <laughs> and when I mean they're old, they're all older than me, and they move really slow. Wait, you seen those USF fans? I've sat in that section before. I mean, those are a bunch of old geezers there. I mean, you know, walkers are, are not optional. <laughs> Well, unfortunately, some of our fans do are are a little long in the tooth, but uh, those 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 are our best and loyal alumni. So, uh, but uh, but Gonzaga's got a gazillion of those guys. So, yeah. all right, uh, it's 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 just going to be a fun atmosphere. I'm just really looking forward to it. I'm just really happy for our guys to be in this situation to have an opportunity to play, have an opportunity to. Uh, uh, get this experience and hopefully an opportunity at the end to win this basketball game because it's it's by far the biggest game of the year. All right. So, uh, again, tonight it's Gonzaga and USF. Uh, it's on ESPN2. Uh, last time these two teams met was right here in Vegas, the WCC tournament. Gonzaga had an 81-71 victory there at the Orleans, man. Uh, we were there. Uh, guys gave a pretty good account uh, of yourself. Uh, I think I remember that game. You guys were like down 20, but then you came back a little bit. 
but uh, not bad. Not not. You know, we'll see what happens tonight. ESPN two. All right. So now, if uh, if our listeners are watching this game tonight, eight o'clock, ESPN two. Uh, look for the seven footer. Are you going to be your your customary seat there on the baseline with you with your 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 long torso and frame and your uh, legs hanging out there by the ba- basket by by the sweeper boy. I'm going to be in the same seats, right, right underneath the uh, underneath the basket. I really like those seats; uh, gives me a good perspective. Uh, I can yell at the officials right there. Uh, it's uh, it's it's for me. It's it's a perfect seat, so I can see everything up close and personal. Yeah. So, yeah, my customary seat. So I'm bringing my oldest son, Justin, who's in town. So he's very excited as well, and hopefully uh, by the end of the game. Um, we're gonna. Hey, let me ask you a question. Should we? Let's say we we win this game, which I of course think we can. Are we storming the court? What would you do? Would you storm it? If you were here, would you storm the court with us? I don't know if I'd storm the court with you, but I'm saying uh, this is storm the Come court. Wor- it's storm the court worthy. But here's the problem I have with people that storm the court. You should act like you've been there before. I don't see you being a storm the court type of guy. Uh, let's say, let's say you know you're the you're in charge here. Are you uh, given the directive to storm it or not storm it? What, what do you storm. what do you think is the move? Storm it. Right? Well, look for me. Yeah, my fear is a little different. Like I said, I'm not going to wear a, a, a BC uh, uh, hat, <laughs> but you're going to wear a TCU shirt. But I wouldn't wear the TCU shirt to to, to oh, War Memorial or whatever it is, Sprano Central now or whatever. You know, cleaning yeah, service. You or whatever. Absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> storm the hell out of that court. Storming everybody, old geezers as well. Everybody, everybody, bring the walkers out there, the wheelchairs, and storm bring the, the court. All right, everybody's going to storm the court. All right. He's there it is. Hey now I remember pre pandemic we had the Bill Cartwright bobblehead there when you guys played St. Mary's and it was about this time of year. Uh is, is that coming back? Is this a yearly thing? Well is it time for the Cartwright bobblehead to come back there? No, one bobblehead is plenty. I still I still got a bobblehead here. Well Numchuck wants a bobblehead. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind when look at this is he's already got your jersey. I think the the least you could do is is bring the poor guy a bobblehead. I mean, he's got your Bulls jersey, he's got your uh USF jersey. He wants a bobblehead. Oh yeah, that's right. He wants a ring too. You what? want a ring? Is that what you want? No, no I have the ring. Oh, you remember have... we showed him? Yeah. Yeah, you have the ring. Yeah, the fake ring. Yeah, the fake and, ring. And you took his hat. In the I parade. did take his hat. And you took his hat. This guy just uh, that's crazy about you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe we can make a trade. I'd be happy to do a bobblehead trade for a hat. Yeah. We know one thing, though. When you wear the hat, you don't take the tag off. Yeah. Our boy Savlov told told us all about that. (laughs) But, but, see, Scott's got his own issues. And and I think it's mainly out of jealousy. So we we had another thing. We we actually, I should tell you this, that uh, we actually had a dance-off. No. But we did some salsa dancing. I remember the salsa thing. Yeah, I was going to say. And this was on the golf course. Now, he didn't say anything that he was dancing. He was just saying you made a fool of yourself. Well, of of course not, because he was thoroughly defeated. (laughs) He wouldn't even even risk himself. (laughs) So, look, look. This this comes from a guy who's going to wear a TCU shirt and hat. Sure. I can't have a tag on my head. I am young. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's just, you know, you think that's cool being young or it's just laziness. You couldn't find a pair of scissors and you, you weren't strong enough to rip it off. I don't know. I, don't, I, I can't figure it out. And the salsa thing, I don't know. I mean, I've been to plenty of Mexican restaurants with you. I've never seen you, you know, want to say, hey, let's salsa. You know, but that's okay. Yeah, but for one thing, I'm not going to salsa with you. you got to find some people. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Salsa with. Well, you were salsa. Weren't you salsaing by yourself? On that golf course, no. you were solo. No, you have a senorita. No. Yeah, she was. Uh, she was a salsa uh, instructor. That's, That's how they got started. Uh, so it's like, hey, so I, I took the challenge, and uh, and then and got into it. So it was his opportunity, and he bowed out. So when you see Savlov next, <laughs> tell him to step up next time, and don't and don't bow out. <laughs> Uh, you probably will be seeing him before I do. I'm sure you'll go down to San Diego again, where he resides when USF plays uh, San Diego. So there you go. Hey, let's see some pictures of that. And now, all right, tonight, let's be beware, okay? Wear your dancing shoes because 
if you guys pull off the victory, national television tonight, ESPN2, 8 o'clock, if you beat the Zags, uh, let's see Cartwright with some dance moves. Let's see that. Let's see you swaying. Now, are you guys going to go with the you know, the band playing, you know, if you storm the court, or are you going to, you know, pipe in some, you know, we will rock you or we are the champions? What, what are you going to pull out there? Uh, I'm not sure cool. about that because there's going to be a bunch of kids at the game. Uh, unfortunately, what really makes us a little uh, uh, not good is that the students are out, are out of school right uh, now. So there there's no students yet. There it is. That's no good. So that, they got to come back. It's Gonzaga. It. It's Gonzaga USF. They got to come back. Come on. What kind of program are you running over there? Quit making excuses. Yeah, get out. You know what? I I know that when you were in college, you wouldn't be coming back to school for for, for a game. So <laughs> so you had opportunity to get home and hang out with with with, with the buddies. All right. So you, fair you, enough. These, these kids are young. These kids are young. They want to hang out. They want to party. Uh, and get away. And, and kids nowadays, who knows where they're at? These kids could be in Mexico. All right, so uh, uh, I've got your tickets uh, for George Clinton, Parliament Funkadelic, next Saturday night. Are you coming? You going to make it happen? No. Huh? It can't come. can't uh, come. Well, you always schedule us at the wrong time. I, you I, know I, when I'm in town. <laughs> when, when I'm in town, hopefully you'll schedule something. That'll, that'll be fun. We'll get you into some... Hey, uh, hey George, can you cancel this uh, Saturday, George? I'd like you to come back, uh, play when Cartwright's here on uh, March the 6th or whatever. Canceling. Just, just yeah. come back. Just come back. There. I love how he's saying... When you can you cancel it? Oh yeah, you didn't make the show. Well, but see, he's used to me. I think I that know. in his mind, he's you know used to me promoting these shows. Yes, yeah. this is my show. There you go. Well, you used to promote shows. You think he's promoting the show for me? Yeah, I promote the show when I'm in town. I've, I've done I've done that on a couple of occasions. I think Frankie Beverly and Mays. We we did that for you. You know, I, I'm not sure we ever did yeah. the coasters or. Uh, you know, yeah, when I was just, when I was Chubby Sacramento, had, when I was in Sacramento, you had a show. I did, I did. Exactly. I was there. You were there. I was there. You're shaking it up. Yeah, we got Sinbad. We had it all going on there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You got to get busy. When all right, I'm all right. Well, I uh, we'll let you get back to uh, wine and dining your alums. I know it's a big day for you guys. I'm rooting for you. Good luck. Uh, hopefully, you give a good account of yourself. You know, tonight and uh, re- report back. Sergeant. Yeah, we just need some positive thoughts from you. That's it. Yeah. All positive. And don't bet on the Dons, even though you think they might cover nine and a half. No. Oh, and don't no, and don't bet against the Dons. No. Probably should. No, we're not. Nine, nine we're, not yeah. uh, we're not we're not even thinking about that. Uh, all right, man. All right. Well if, if you free up your schedule, uh, again, you know, you're our plane light right away. Next weekend, I'm here for you. Me and George are here for you. Yeah, I don't know if I can come. Southwest is there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be able to get out for a week. Oh. As much as you like to drive, maybe you better better get in your Benzie. All right, man. I'll, yeah. I'll talk to you later. Good luck tonight. Have fun, oh, man. Yeah. We'll be watching for you. Later. Go down. You got it. I got a feel I'll be getting some text during this game like I always do. All right, Scott Sprites is going to join us. We'll get we'll get Scooter's thoughts. Lay the nine and a half with the Zags or take those Dons tonight. We'll talk about that college championship game, NFL Week 18, Raiders, Chiefs, Allegiant Stadium Saturday. Talk about all that and more. Turn your head and cough. Here's the doctor, T.C. Martin. Of course, we're speaking with the big seven-footer about George Clinton, Parlor, Funkadelic, at the Westgate, the International Theater, coming up a week from Saturday night. You want to go? We will put you there. 702-221-7283 right now. Bring it. And we'll put you in the house as we got your tickets for George Clinton, the farewell tour. 702-221-7283. And we're looking forward to that. 
at the Westgate, just like my man Scott Spritzer is, because he has a little Parliament Funkadelic in that soul. I know he does. <laughs> What's going on, brother? Oh, man, I'm telling you, I just, you know, can't wait until the show. And, uh, boy, I just can't wait to hear some old classics from George Clinton. <laughs> and it's funny, last week when we did the show and you told me that he was going to be here in town. It's like half hour later, I was on YouTube watching old videos. So, Is that right? <laughs> uh, yeah, just going to be fun to see him, you know, back in town. And you know, I, it's it's supposed to be that, you know, that uh, retirement tour or whatever, but I still hope and uh, kind of hoping here that he's got, a, you know, another two or three to go. Mm-hmm. I can always handle, you know, two or three farewell tours. There you go, man. All right, uh, Scott, let's talk a little uh, NFL uh, Week 18 here. Kind of a tricky week. You know, when you get into the final week of the regular season, you've got some very low spreads, but then again, you got the other end of the extreme too, some very high ones as well, as we got some very meaningless games here. How do you approach you know, this week, because as you know, we get into this, we usually have some quality games and even if they're not quality games, you know, we figure, okay, Hey, we, we find something that really makes a lot of sense to us from a betting standpoint. And I don't know that number could be maybe three, four, five, or six games, you know, depending on the week. But when you look at this week's schedule, what stands out to you? Yeah, it's kind of one of those deals where I, I try to just stick to, Games. I mean, there's always one game that I'll look at that doesn't have a, any bearing on the postseason. Maybe one or two bets that I'll make um, that might have an edge when it comes to certain players playing, certain other players not playing, things like that that I'll jump into. But for the most part, it's it's looking at you know teams that have something to play for, and also you know I kind of tend to look over the last 20 years at teams that have had bad seasons that are now getting a bunch of points from teams that have a good seasons. And, and those bad teams usually over the final couple of weeks of the regular season uh, are worth taking because it's the end of the season. Everybody thinks, you know, the bad teams aren't going to show up basically other than to go through the motions. And so you end up getting a bit of a premium with that point spread. And we've seen them do well over the course of the years. Having said that, I, I really only have one, I guess, so-called, bad season team that I'm playing this week. We get we can get to that in a little bit, but uh I just tell people be careful. I mean there's a couple of games out there that are gonna be like, you know, a week fourteen game that matters or, you know, teams playing to get in the postseason and and uh you gotta be careful sometimes with those teams too because must win doesn't always mean will win. And if you're in a must win spot in the final week of the regular season, it means that you didn't play good or well enough during the course of the season to wrap up a playoff spot. And so, you know, I always say that, you know, again, will win doesn't automatically mean, or must win doesn't automatically mean will win. And, and we're, you know, I've got three plays so far, TC, so I'm not going crazy yet. I might add a couple more between now and uh, Sunday morning. Let's talk about some of these games, Scott. And it's going to start off here with the first game, Saturday afternoon at Allegiant Stadium. And uh, the Raiders season, uh, I don't want to say mercifully comes to an end, but uh, they did play well last week and they got the cover, you know, getting 10 points against the Niners, uh, nine, nine and a half. And we're going to have that same type of number as the Chiefs roll into town. And the Chiefs have actually got something to play for as far as that number one overall seed here. Jared Stidham back at quarterback here. The Chiefs got, you know, when I look at this team, I mean, they haven't been great covering against the number. And of their 16 games, 10 of them have been one score games here. When you look at this line here, uh, obviously, I think everyone feels the Chiefs are going to win the game. Maybe a great teaser situation there for the Chiefs, but how do you handicap this game knowing that this is it for the Raiders? They're still missing some people on both sides of the ball, and the Chiefs do have something to play for. Yeah, I mean, the Chiefs can obviously wrap up the uh, bye week in the AFC if they can get this win uh, on Sunday or on Saturday. And listen, I'm kind of, you know, same thoughts as far as the Chiefs are concerned that you were saying is that it's not a team that you can rely on to cover a lot of point spreads this season. Uh, the defense isn't great. In fact, as far as points allowed per game, they're basically bottom third in the NFL. Uh, but they do have the motivation because that Bills-Bengals game will not be completed, so they can wrap up the AFC bye with the win here. And, you know, I'm just thinking, though, that there's been too much of an adjustment on this point spread as far as the worth of Jared Stidham compared to Derek Carr. Uh, Stidham played pretty well last weekend, and he's had a decent, long-standing relationship with Josh McDaniels from their days in New England. So he understood the offense and what this team was trying to do against a very good San Francisco defense. And now he and his offense face a softer defense this week, a much 
softer defense when Kansas City rolls into town. And also, uh, KC doesn't present the challenges when it comes to uh, getting after the quarterback that San Francisco did. And for the most part, the Raiders handled that well. So did Stidham. So I, I think nine and a half is a little bit too tall here. I, I think the difference between Carr and Stidham isn't as big or isn't as wide of a gap to make that kind of adjustment to the point spread as we're seeing. If you saw where the line was when the Raiders were at Arrowhead earlier this season, what's taken place since then, and then going into this game, I think that line's a couple of points too high. So uh, this is one of those teams that had a very disappointing season going up against a team that might be playing in the first weekend of February to win it all, where I think that that team that had a disappointing season has a solid chance to cover the point spread and keep this close. All right, uh, Tennessee and Jacksonville, they will play in the nightcap Saturday night, and this one... it didn't matter that what the the records were of this team. Last week's games for either team did not matter because they were going to be playing a winner take all uh, game coming up this week. And uh, we got Tennessee, Jacksonville. We see the number hovering around seven now because Tennessee is going to go with Joshua Dobbs, the guy who was on the practice squad of another team just a few weeks ago. No Ryan Tannehill, and uh, again third string quarterback situation. Malik Willis has not been good. So um, they opted to to go away from him and Jacksonville. Scott, say what you want, but you know this team has been playing some of the best football of anybody right now on a four game win streak, and their defense is pretty darn good as well. Uh, what do you think about the Jags? You know, laying it here. Yeah, I mean it's like Jacksonville or nothing, or maybe even tease Jacksonville down to pick or minus a half a point with another uh, team from Sunday's card. That's the way I would look to go. I mean, Tennessee's had a couple of pushes, depending on when you got the point spread over the last month plus. But they haven't covered a spread, not just haven't won games, but they haven't covered a spread since mid-November, a 27-17 minor upset went over Green Bay, and they're not playing anywhere close to that now. And you look at their numbers, I mean, they're 30th in the league in passing yards per game, 30th in total yards per game. They average under 18 points per game, almost dead last. Passing defense, dead last. 10 yards allowed per game, 25th in total yards allowed per game, and on and on and on. And as you mentioned, Malik Willis was terrible. He's certainly not ready to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. So you go to Josh Dobbs, which I don't think is going to be that big of an improvement. Love the way Trevor Lawrence has been playing. I know he's been a little banged up too. But, you know, when we think about Trevor Lawrence, I was asked about this on another show probably four or five weeks ago, my thoughts on Trevor Lawrence. And I said, man, I go, he's, he's an A-plus this season because last year, with all the Urban Meyer, you know, situation, the fiasco in Jacksonville, he basically had a lost year as far as learning in the NFL. And I think he's made huge strides this year. They've covered four in a row, this team. They've covered, what, six, one, and one in their last eight games overall. And so for me, I'm, I'm a little nervous about the full six, but I think Jacksonville is a solid teaser play. Tease that down to minus a half. I know there's a couple of joints in town where you can tease it all the way down to pick them. Mm-hmm. I think a Westgate would have to be teased down to a half if you like six-point teasers, which is what I do. Yeah. And then uh, maybe throw them in a teaser you know, with one of the games on Sunday. I, I think there's a couple of great opportunities to tease. The Dallas Cowboys tease them down to one with Jacksonville. Might be a great way to go. Mm-hmm. Scott Spreitzer joins us, Doc Sports. You can subscribe to Scott's Picks at Doc Sports. Dot com. All right. We look at the Sunday night game, uh, Detroit and Green Bay. That's another thing that has a, a game that has all kinds of meaning on it. will be the standalone game. Packers a four and a half point choice here. We know the Lions uh, gave the Packers all they could handle when they met early on in Detroit, but it was a turnover fest if we remember that game. Aaron Rodgers threw three picks, especially deep into uh, Detroit territory. Very low scoring game, like 16 to nine. Uh, in Detroit, we've seen them struggle a little bit on the road, but you know, they're going to be up for this game with a chance to go to the playoffs with Dan Campbell, uh, at the helm there. And then the Packers have been playing better football as of late. Uh, the last week, Scott, they, uh, got a punt blocked on what their second possession. Minnesota recovered at the one yard line, could not get it in, settled for a field goal. What Green Bay do? They scored the next 41 unanswered points. Yeah. It was crazy. How do you view this game? And do you think Detroit has a shot not only at the cover here, but maybe a potential outright win? Or is it, hey, same old thing, Detroit going to Lambeau? Yeah, it's tough to call right now. because And I almost played this game, and then I thought, you know, I'm going to hold off a little bit. Green Bay is obviously, with Aaron Rodgers, accustomed to having to play 
even though you usually get there earlier in the season, but having to play for the postseason, and Detroit's not this group, and neither is Dan Campbell. Uh, and also, you got to wait and see what Seattle does. You know, it's it's kind of like Seattle wins earlier in the day, and then Detroit really has nothing to play for other than pride and the rivalry of going up against Green Bay and hoping to hang a loss on the Packers. Uh, they have been a covering machine. They've got a chance to finish above 500 at 9-8 and eight if they can win this game. My, my thoughts, RTC, is that Detroit is going to play well and hard whether they have anything to play for by the time this game kicks off or not. Uh, if the Seahawks win, you know, you, you might be able to get even a better price on Detroit. So my suggestion is this, a recommendation. If you like Green Bay, I would play it now. If you like Detroit, you take your chance and see what happens if Seattle wins that game earlier in the day. Because if that's the case, you might see this number jump a little bit more higher as far as, uh, as far as that's concerned. And I like Detroit in this spot. So my thought is I'm going to wait around. I'm going to see if Seattle wins early. If they do, I'm going to check and see if I can get a little bit bigger point spread with Detroit with people assuming that they're not going to show up and then public money coming in crazy for this Sunday night game on Green Bay with that thought in the back of their heads. I think Detroit's the play here. I really do, whether they have something to play for by kickoff or not. And I played Green Bay last week. Aaron Rodgers looks like he's having no more problems with his hand or his thumb and gripping the football. Uh, but I just I like the moxie of this Lions team and how they played down the stretch. So that's what I would do, kind of wait around, take your chance that Seattle's going to win, and you might get a little bit extra with that point spread on Detroit. Huge number on the board with Philadelphia and the Giants. The Giants don't have anything to play for, but they're already they're in the playoffs, so they're very excited about that. And then Philadelphia, Scott, as we've seen, actually does have something to play for because they've dropped their last two games in a row. They have not looked good. As a matter of fact, they really haven't looked that good in the last five or six weeks. Outside of the injury from Jalen Hurts, this team has been turning the football over. They're not as electric as they were earlier on in the season here. And if you're a Philadelphia Eagle fan... You may have some concerns here, and this is a pretty big number to lay. And I think just, you know, from people on the outside looking in, thinking like, okay, you know, Philly's still trying to hold on and they got something to play for that number one seed. So it's like, oh, yeah, big spread. But the Eagles haven't, you know, covered marginal spreads here, let alone a 13 and a half. Well, if, if Hurts is healthy, they win the game. I don't know about covering a 14 point spread, but if there's any question out there for anybody who thinks he should not be first or second in the MVP voting this year, just look at what they've done when he's been out. You know, it's as simple as that. Number one, um, man. They, he's, he's the guy, right? There's absolutely. No question. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I do that Saturday night show, and we, the week before the season began, when we were previewing uh, the NFL's upcoming season, I think we spent probably two hours and 45 minutes out of three hours talking up Philly, and they ended up being my top over under wins play had them over nine and a half wins and that was settled rather early uh listen they won 25 20 at chicago a few weeks ago on december 18th that's the last win and then of course the last two games as you mentioned with hurt sideline you know they weren't able to win those games however they did give dallas all they could handle in dallas before losing 40 to 34 I look at this team as if Hertz is out there, I'm not playing the Giants plus the 14. And that's another game you got to kind of wait on as far as his health is concerned. Because before he got hurt, they had won, what, five or six in a row. They had one loss uh, since the start of the season before he got hurt. And they had covered three in a row before he got banged up against Chicago on December 18th. So to me, they're perfectly fine. That offense is outstanding when they've got their star quarterback at the helm. As far as the Giants, man, I hate laying a bunch of points just because a team has nothing to play for, uh, but that kind of is the case here. What worries me about backing the Giants in this one, they're so bad against the run. And so even if Hurts was not going to play in this game, you've got a situation where you've got the fifth best rushing offense in the NFL, which is Philly. They average about 148, 149 yards on the ground per game. Uh, again, top five in the league going up against a team that can't stop the run. That also, after maybe a few plays or a couple of series, may not have any other defensive starters on the field. So it, it's a lean towards Philly. Uh, I probably won't get involved in the game, but if you made me, I'd end up probably back in the Eagles after I saw warm-ups on Sunday morning and seeing how the things look as far as Hurts is concerned. Listed is probable right now, so I guess 
uh, he's probably going to play in this game. Scott, quick thoughts on the two teams that were involved in the Monday night game. Uh, the Bills playing the Patriots. The number there now is seven. Same thing with the Bengals over the Ravens. Uh, it's hard to gauge, you know, where these guys are going to be. And then obviously with the news today that DeMar Hamlin is, is starting to improve remarkable signs. And we talked about that in hour number one. Uh, that's great, but you know, still where's the mindset here, but these are meaningful games for, for, you know, all four of these teams that are involved. Yeah, I think the quote was all cylinders are firing right now in his brain. According to his doctor, they had talked about how, uh, DeMar Hamlin was asking who won the game, yes. you know, and so that's all great news. And I think if he continues to improve and, you know, it's one of those situations where it looks like, okay, great. He's got all his faculties, his, his cognitive skills are still there and he's really improving well. Then I think as far as Buffalo is concerned, it almost is like a, let's go out there and win one for DeMar for our teammate. And, and I think that's the kind of way you approach this. If you're looking to bet, on that game with the Bills. As far as the Bengals, I mean, I know there's that traumatic situation of what happened there right there on the field to see it taking place. You know, we were all kind of blocked until finally either Aikman or Joe Buck said they've been performing CPR on them for seven or eight minutes. Now the Bengals had to sit there and watch that also, so there is that traumatic issue. But I think as far as the Bengals are concerned, once they step across uh, the out-of-bounds line, the sideline, and they get busy, I think they'll be able to just move on from that and play well. I'm not talking about move on when the game is over, but I'm talking about move on from that particular feeling and emotion and be able to play football as they normally do against Baltimore. So, um, yeah, I mean, from Buffalo, I, I, you know, obviously we all hope and pray that Hamlin is going to continue to improve and it's just a matter of healing over time. Uh, and, and if that's the case, I think Buffalo comes out with that, you know, let's go out and win one for our teammate type of attitude. Um, it's tough, man. That seven-point spread without knowing exactly how they're going to come out against a team that's coached by a head coach who knows how to defend the Buffalo Bills, it makes it tough to lay that full seven, though. But I could see that being the Buffalo Bills being teased down to you know minus one, maybe tying them with Jacksonville or with Dallas. All right, could be a good teaser weekend. All right, Scott, Monday night, we've got TCU in Georgia. Big number here with Georgia Bulldogs, uh, despite, you know, Georgia in its last two games, uh, giving up, uh, you know, 500 yards passing to LSU in their, in the SCC championship game. And we saw what Ohio State did to them last week. And TCU, uh, they've been firing on all cylinders. They've been a, a great story. I don't view TCU as a fluke at all. I mean, this team obviously can play and they've got guys that are, are going to be playing on Sunday afternoons on both sides of the ball themselves. How do you see this game Monday night? Is the number well, two obviously big. they really they really miss Gary Patterson. I'm, I'm kidding. Yeah, right, but, right, uh, right. You know, I'm, I'm sitting and I'm you know again. I agree. TCU is not a fluke. At the same time, and this is going to sound crazy because they're playing in the championship game and they beat Michigan. I'm still not sure they belong here, and I don't mean that from a, a skilled temp standpoint or that they don't have a chance. Right. On Monday night, it's just if you look at what they were power rated, they probably should not be here as opposed to Alabama who just beat the crap out of a team that not only beat TCU in the conference championship, Kansas State, but probably would have beat TCU earlier in the season when they were up 28-10 to and their top two quarterbacks and, and got Scott, knocked out. Scott, not to interrupt you, but and I mentioned this yesterday, but I wanted to say it with you, uh, let's be honest, the best team that played last Saturday was Alabama. They looked the best last Saturday. Absolutely, start right. to finish. Right. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't Georgia. They almost got beat by Ohio State. It wasn't Ohio State. They got beat. Michigan was horrible at times. So anyway, as far as this game is concerned, I've been trusting my power ratings as I do every bowl season. We're on a 21-6 and bowl run. And so I'm setting this up to say I rated Georgia 15.5 points better than TCU on a neutral field before last week's games were played. I don't know that I could adjust three or four points because of one game. I had Ohio State. It was my top play the entire bowl season. Because before the Michigan game, I had Ohio State and Georgia power rated even, as we talked about on your show last week, on a neutral field. And it turned out to be a pretty even football game. I think one thing that happened to Kirby Smart in that game, one of the positives other than finding a way to win, is that he gets to refocus his secondary uh, after they gave up a ton of yardage to Ohio State through the, year, uh, through the air. And I'm giving the Horned Frogs their just due. But let's not forget Michigan had two turnovers inside the five-yard line and through a pair of pick sixes from a guy that doesn't normally make bad passes. That's 28 points, you know, so it's a situation. And they still almost got beat towards the end. 
So again, I don't want to take away too much from TCU. It's not a big play. It's nowhere close to the size of play I had on the Buckeyes last week. But I think Georgia gets the win and the cover. I'm going to stick to the, the power ratings that have been working for me. And remember, TCU beat Kansas by seven. Oklahoma State in double overtime. Escaped Baylor with a one-point win. Lost to Kansas State. Almost lost to Kansas State twice. I got to go with Georgia minus the points. All right. And a real quick, Scott, we just talked to the big seven footer war memorial gym tonight. Gonzaga Bulldogs facing USF. The number's nine and a half. Which way are you going tonight? I'm going to lean to San Francisco, but I didn't play the game. Right. Right. I'll lean to San Francisco. I mean, Gonzaga's being a bully again where they're beating up on bad teams and kind of sluggish against good teams. And San Francisco's not a bad team at 11-6. and I think the spread's probably about a point too high. Didn't play it. Probably won't play it before tip-off. But I will lean towards the San Francisco Dons. And I'm sure the big (laughs) seven-footer is going to be cheering for the team in green and gold, right? No doubt. (laughs) You can see him sitting underneath uh, the basket right there on the baseline uh, tonight, ESPN 2 at 8 o'clock. So there you go, my friend. I'm so glad. Every time a game from San Francisco is on TV, which isn't often, I have to watch it. So I'll be watching the game tonight. There you go, man. A lot of history in that old War Memorial gym, as we well know. You got it. All right, he is Scott Spritzer, DocSports.com. Go check it out. Of course, Scott uh, has his best bets with us, too, each and every Friday as well. Okay, my man, I appreciate it uh, as always, and uh, we look forward to talking with you next week. Take care, man. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. There he is. Scott's going to be on his way to Freddy's. That's where he's going right now. The Jalapeno Pepper Jack Burger. Oh, and the dog for Scott Sprite, sir. You got to love it. Okay. Coming up here very soon, the NFL Competition Committee is going to meet and discuss what they're going to do about the AFC playoff seedings with more than likely Cincinnati and Buffalo playing one less game. So they are going to talk about those possibilities. There's some crazy potentials and scenarios on the table. Maybe, you know, if they don't play this game, some choices about bye week or not or location, neutral site. So the competition committee is going to be meeting here in the next couple hours. All right, that's going to do it for us today. Appreciate everyone for joining us. I want to thank Scott Spritzer for joining us. The Big Bill Cartwright, of course. And then uh, you heard from the doctors today as well uh, regarding uh, DeMar Hamlin. And prognosis uh, hopefully is good. And, uh, yes, great positive signs. If you miss any part of the show, go to the website. Check all that out. Also, thanks to Jay Cornegay. Him and John Murray be joining us again tomorrow at the Westgate. Come on out see the show live. Miss any of it? Go to the website, tcmartinshow.com. Our interview with Houston Nutt, previewing the NCAA championship game Monday night, is up there. And wherever you get your podcast, go check it out. All right, wherever you get a, a TC Martin show. Have yourself a good one. We'll talk to you tomorrow, 2 o'clock, live from the world-famous Superbook, the Westgate, Las Vegas. Ah!